It's a hot one in the coven today. Oh, it's getting real steamy up in here. Hey, witches, it's Leah Knauer. And Rachel LaForest, your basic witches. And today we have Lorraine Joe. You know her as Slutty Girl Problems in the coven, talking all about sex magic mm. and the magic of owning your sexuality. Fuck yes. Um, I feel like we still could have talked for hours. <laughs> yeah. It was so fun. Um, you might have followed her on Twitter like 10 years ago, like I did, mm-hmm. um, at Slutty Girl Probs. So she's the OG of Slutty Girl Problems on the internet, and you all are going to love her mm-hmm. so much. Some other things you're going to love, we have some new merch. Oh my God, I've always wanted to do my air horn. Hold on. I hope that's good. Good job. I hope it's worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We do have some new merch and it is hot. So if you want to scoop that up, go to basicwitches.threadless.com. And when you purchase our merch, 5% of our profits will go to either Black Lives Matter or Trevor Project. We want this merch to help the world and also help us keep the lights on so that we can make this show that hopefully helps you. So definitely check it out. And tomorrow, if you're listening to this episode right when it drops, is a full moon. And we have a few spots available for our full moon ceremony, which is a really safe space. It's in the Zoomiverse. <laughs> um, we do a we cast a virtual circle with any witches that arrive, all be Beings are welcome. Any type of witch is welcome. Um, even we the, don't record it. And no. It's kept very intimate and it's a safe space and they've been so healing and fun for mm-hmm. everyone. So definitely join us. Yeah, you can find the link for that in our bio on Instagram at Basic Witches. And now let's get hot. Let's get slutty. And where are you in the world? I am in Philly. I usually split my time between Philly and New York. Wait, what the fuck? I'm from Philly. Really? No yes. way. Oh my we're, gosh, that's awesome. We're in Philadelphia. Are you? I'm in Old City right now. Where were Amazing. you in when you were in Philly? Um, okay, honest moment. I'm not from Philly. I grew up in the suburbs. Um, but West Jersey side or PA? Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. The PA side. I grew up on the Jersey side. So okay. The side of the bridge. Yes. Yeah. This is like where the first, are you now? This is the first summer in my life that I haven't gone to New Jersey for the like summer yeah really no shore time this summer yeah couldn't go down the shore and get wawa you know totally <laughs> where um, are you based we're in los angeles oh amazing yeah. awesome yeah, we I were just la yeah us too mm-hmm. it's been so beautiful here um but i also grew up like half in new york so trust um, yeah, we're in New York. We got it covered, uh, Manhattan and Queens. Like okay, in the city. cool, yeah. cool. Prior to um, COVID, I had been planning to move to Brooklyn in the <sighs> summer. So now, hopefully, like in the winter when rent goes down. Okay. Advantage of it. <laughs> oh, that's smart, yeah. businesswoman, <laughs> and that you are. <laughs> so, um, what drew you to like the witchiness of basic witches? Mm. What parts? Because you do a lot. Yeah. Slutty so girl actually, um, yeah. So <laughs> it kind of goes back honestly oh to like my childhood and growing up, I was always really attracted to astrology and tarot. Mm. I grew up, um, in a somewhat 
Christian conservative. Well, my parents were Catholic. So me wanting to explore this side was really like not cool with them. But um, from a very young age, I was turning like our sand pit that held our above ground pool in the backyard into like a a circle and trying to cast spells. (laughs) I'd make like pentagrams now in retrospect, like knowing nothing about it. I'm like, I would have ended up on um, that like teen witch movie where everything goes wrong and there's frogs and plagues, the craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could have went real bad. Sometimes it feels like (laughs) that though. Yeah, but I learned um, kind of from a young age and my grandmother was an astrologer. So (gasps) I grew up um, learning about all of the planets and signs and it just feels really natural to me. So even though um, I don't have like super formal practices, it's kind of always in the background of my daily practices, my meditations, mm-hmm. mantras. It always just feels like it has a little bit of magic in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a basic witch like us. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it feels. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> There's magic in the everyday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every absolutely. day looks different and that's okay. Yeah, totally. And it's like, how can I infuse this in ways that support me? Sometimes I've gotten into kicks where I'm all about crystals and doing tarot (laughs) every single day or, you know, coming up with spells. Like if I'm going through a really bad breakup, like getting out the candles and doing like a binding spell, but um, not something that it's like every day I'm doing the same thing. And it's kind of nice to feel like, what do I need right now? And go into a toolbox of all these things that could help. Do you Mm. refer to yourself as a witch? I feel like a baby witch and I don't want to like co-opt the witch name, but I feel more and more witchy the more that I learn in practice. Mm -hmm. Um, So especially I've been getting really into sex magic and that to me, I'm like, oh, I'm tapping in. I love it. Sex magic has been coming up so much lately. Yeah. And and we've both been practicing it. I've especially been practicing it. And um, (laughs) you and I have a lot of similarities. So I'm just like, yes, yes. Like Catholic parents, religious upbringing, but now fighting shame, empowering people with sexuality, doing sex magic, like on the same page as you, girl. Totally. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. It's so cool to see the intersection of sex and magic. And I feel like almost innately magic is a sensual practice because it's connecting to those energies. Desire. Desire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like manifestation and sometimes even like connecting to grief, which we hold a lot of grief around sexuality and it's liberating to see where they intersect and how you can pull it out of everyday life and out of sex like it just gives so much power to the intention not only grief like shame and darkness yeah Yeah. so much so many stories that were never ours like we were given those stories and for me witchcraft and sexuality is a way of taking that back Mm. and not apologizing for having that desire to make spells and to make myself come. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I love that so much. And it reminds me of how women are kind of put down for, and like witchcraft is put down as this feminine art and not really held up as the true art that it is. That's like that silly women shit or like there's, you know, always the men that are like, if if she wants your birth time, like you don't yeah. want to go down that road. And I'm like, you know what? If you can't have me at my playful <laughs> witchiness, magical like side. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like oh, it is totally. um, a part of feminine 
energy. And, you know, maybe not everybody feels that way, but I definitely feel like I tap into something really feminine and creative and artistic um, and oh, be yeah. able to connect with source and spirit and universal yeah, and- energy. Oh, totally. A hundred percent. All the things you're saying, um, both the divine feminine, which is what you're describing and how that's connected to witchcraft. I mean, that's connected because the divine feminine is something anyone can access and it doesn't, it doesn't just mean female. Obviously Mm -hmm. we know that, um, boys can be witches too. Anyone can be a witch. Um, but it's like the feminine energy is creation. It's like symbolized by the womb, you know? like divine feminine, it's creation and magic is creation. It's Mm -hmm. co-creation like with the universe. And, um, also with your, you tying sexuality and witchcraft. Yes. A hundred percent. Like I, I I almost think you can't separate sensuality or sexuality Mm. and witchcraft because it's a transmutation of energy and like, that's what sex is and sex magic. And that's what magic in general is, is like, transmuting energy taking energies and making something else creation like yeah just a hundred (laughs) percent absolutely I even feel like sometimes when I get into these meditative spaces with um spells and rituals it's almost getting me into like the same trance-like state that you might get when you're in a lot of pleasure or like starting Mm -hmm. to reach orgasm or even going into subspace or like playing with bondage like it really cues you into a different frequency Mm -hmm. I was thinking pain and pleasure and then you said bondage it's like yeah (laughs) yeah can you tell us about slutty girl problems and how that came to be like you embracing calling yourself a slut because I know that's been a thing for me too Yeah. So I started Slutty Girl Problems as an anonymous Twitter account, actually, that was an outlet for me to just talk about what was going on as I was in like the college hookup culture and navigating that. And the more I started sharing my stories, the more I realized so many other women were going through the same thing as me. I I followed this account. I remember. I didn't know that you ran the Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was me. That's so cool to hear. You are shared around so many sororities. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Sometimes I would be like at the bar in the bathroom in college and I would hear somebody talking about like their slutty girl problems and I'd be like, that's me. That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like at the time, like now we have slut walk and it's talked about on TV and like me too and slut shaming. But at the time there just really wasn't a place. It was back in 2011 there just wasn't a place where women could feel comfortable expressing themselves and mm-hmm. hence the anonymous twitter um mm-hmm. steam yeah and I feel like as it's evolved um it's kind of gone away from the college hookup culture to look really behind the lens and be like how can we actually make change and not only change activism externally but within ourselves to feel better and navigate our own emotions mm-hmm. and really unwrite a lot of the messages that we've been sold about sexuality that tell us there's something taboo or wrong yep. or that we should Shameful. be ashamed yeah right. and breaking those shackles Mm-hmm. Wow. And so how has, how did it go from being anonymous to putting your name behind all the work you do? 
That's such a great question. It took me several years to feel comfortable really coming out about my sexuality in a public way. And there was a lot of fears about like, is this going to affect a future career or like, how will I be perceived? And eventually I realized that it was just such a firmly rooted truth of me that this Mm. was such a core part of my identity, that it was shameful to say, to stay silent and to stay anonymous, that that in and of itself was saying that there was something wrong. And me putting my face and name to it was me claiming that um, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Look, I'm a real person and it's totally fine. And look, I'm a good person or I believe I'm good. Yeah. Like, Yeah, that there's nothing that ashamed. I should have been hiding in the shadows with to mm. begin with. Mm-hmm. Were you at all worried about, was it like your family holding you back? Was that the worry or was it the public more so? Yeah, it was definitely more of a public worry. I had already been super open with my family about my work. And I think that there was this concept that like maybe a future job wouldn't accept me. And then I was like, you know what? I want to work in what I want to work in. And ultimately, like it was a great move because as I started to embody more of my truth and myself, I not only found the people that were supportive of that, but Mm -hmm. the career paths that were supportive of that, um, whether it was actually working with adult companies or even people that like I worked with meditation studios that are like we totally see the value in yes. like infusing sexuality into marketing oh totally. my God. oh yes did you have like a huge transformative moment after you came came out came so out so yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I think that I was really also afraid of um, like just being in the public eye as a sexual woman and getting all of that criticism and feedback, but it actually took a lot of the power out of it for me, which I wasn't expecting because instead of people being like, I'm going to expose you or Mm. I'm going to try to figure out who you are. I was just like, there is no more veil. Mm. And um, yeah, it was it was so liberating to just be able to be myself, not only mm-hmm. privately, but publicly. Mm-hmm. And any criticisms or critiques that people had of me um, just didn't affect me as much anymore because I felt so rooted in my power. Oh, yes, yeah. I totally get We're that. all human, all of us. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's so yeah. complex and... Oh, yeah. I, and really I standing in your own truth gives other people the okay and permission to do it yep. themselves. And that, yes. that's the, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say that's the validation that mm-hmm. uh, like, that keeps me going every day is that the more that I show up, even when it's hard, even when it's painful, even when it's scary, mm-hmm. it empowers and inspires others. Mm-hmm. So how many years now have you been out? Um, <laughs> gosh, yeah, it must have been in like 2015, so about okay. five years now. Wow, awesome! Yeah, and then probably within the last two or three is when I started to really dive deeper into my own spiritual practice and start to see sexuality through a new lens, infusing some of these more witchy sex magic practices mm. in my work, um, and embarking on kind of like the fool's journey back to enlightenment, yeah, <laughs> right back. Back to the core yeah. <laughs> of who you always were. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. so and who you were told not to be. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of sex magic, I'm going to Joshua Tree tomorrow with my lover, my boyfriend. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm so excited to do sex magic there because the sky is like unreal. Have you been oh, to Joshua Tree? I haven't. It looks gorgeous. Magic. <sighs> Have a, a fire and fuck outside by the fire. That would be amazing. We have the space too, so we might do that. I've, I've done it. <laughs> yeah. It's great. 
I recently had an incredible experience on a lake, like on a dock overlooking a lake, but it was like as the sun was rising at like 5 a.m. with the mist and all the reflections on the lake. And I was like, this is, this is magic. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Did you do a ritual with that? I didn't, but kind of just like taking it all in and Mm -hmm. feeling that universal connectedness. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes I find it hard to like do sex magic with a partner if they're not Mm. kind of on the same wavelength and the same journey. Totally. But just being able to set my mindset to be really present in the moment. And also um, sex can be so performative uh, for so many people. And for many years, it was me. So being Mm. able to just sink into my body and be present with sensation and recognize Mm -hmm. my surroundings. um, It's like a grounding practice. And I think an important part of sex magic too. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like getting back to the basics the more primal bodily or embodied magic yeah. of just out like of our head and really it. thinking mm-hmm. in oh totally I mean listeners have heard about it but I did a sensual healing retreat mm-hmm. a couple years ago that like changed my life I mean wow that yeah. sounds so cool I love yeah. it and I think almost any woman could use it because even if you haven't had physical sexual abuse you've had a fucked up way of learning about sex because of society and it really helped to bring that into the light and start unlearning it absolutely and, yeah and wow, was, I'm so, so I'm so curious some of the practices that you used oh that. well I mean actually I adopted one of the practices as the first day of my self-love program oh. um like I have a virtual program and you start with beliefs and that's where Amazing. we started with in the sexual healing too it's like what do I actually believe about myself mm. what's going on in there yeah. I call it like a dip test in the pool to see if anyone peed <laughs> oh my God, but you're, you're trying to find like what are the negative beliefs that have been living in there yeah um, but there was also practices of like really physical work. Like um, I've talked about the Therawand on our Blazin show. Um, so the Therawand you can buy online. It's like a glass, very, very thin. Um, it's it's marketed as like it, it's for your like muscles, but it, it can be inserted into the body. Um, and it's a glass like wand essentially that's about the width of a finger. And wow. So you can use that to presence trauma by just touching it inside and slowly moving it. That's so cool. Yeah. And like seeing what comes up. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. Yeah. We're so disconnected from our Mm -hmm. bodies and even our own thoughts. um, As you were exploring your course and the dip test, I was thinking that's Mm -hmm. such a core part of my work in coaching and developing workshops of unwriting shame. Because if we don't know where those messages come from, the ways that we were taught from our parents, our cultures, religions, upbringing, then how can we catch it in the moment? You have to be able to be mindful, catch it, and then start Mm -hmm. to reverse it. Do you find patterns when you're talking to all these different people and coaching them through this like is it often our parents or what is it more often where do these stories come from yeah it's amazing to me I think so much does come from our upbringing but even people who have had sex positive empowering supportive parents which is the minority yeah. but it does exist um still find uh trauma in their backgrounds and mm-hmm. the ways that schools even if you didn't get like a very shaming sex ed your teacher's discomfort and describing it to you kind of unconsciously programs you Mm, to think that there's something wrong. Um, The messages that we get from the media around uh, exploration and virginity, um, it's getting better, but it's certainly not all the way there yet. Oh, even the messaging in fictional like movies and TV is 
premature penetration is the message. Mm. Like, oh, you kiss and then you're getting fucked. Like in this sensual healing, I learned how long it takes to warm up the the female body and like how much care and attention should go into foreplay and touching. Like, absolutely. So that you're even ready. Like most of us have been prematurely penetrated um, and that leaves scarring and trauma. Mm -hmm. Like that, that causes you to clench when you're with someone new. That's pain in history. Like, Totally. Yeah. And even the unconscious ways that we are then closing ourselves off to partners in the future or sexuality or shutting down with touch. I mean, so often Mm -hmm. someone can say my partner even is doing everything right. We are doing foreplay and I'm just not there. I'm not present. I'm not in the moment. And we put up these blocks unconsciously to prevent Mm -hmm. us from connecting. Mm -hmm. You know, another big part of it was dance. Do you have any... Yes. Practices. Yeah. Yeah. So like an ecstatic dance kind of practice prior to quarantine going out and dancing was like huge number one on my list. So I still Mm -hmm. try to make it happen in my little living room over here and get on some good music (laughs) and even, um, having kind of a a music practice where I'm in my body, kind of like beating my chest, like rubbing on my shoulders and my back and my thighs, and just trying to feel really grounded and present in my body to music. Um, even if it's not in a dancing around way mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. no totally sensual. just movement yeah sensual yeah. and movement totally yeah. absolutely yeah I'm wondering what is the slutty girl solution <laughs> oh my gosh yeah well so so much for me unraveling shame is kind of at the core of understanding our sexuality because they are so closely in t- tied together and then finding kind of your erotic expression whether that's more going the tantric route the breath route sensual touch or kind of kink and power play dynamics or something else entirely if you like more of the primal um, kind of vibe. Everybody kind of has their own unique quirks and kinks and Mm -hmm. preferences and really unraveling that for yourself and diving so deep into fantasy. Um, Mm -hmm. I love for people to have a journal practice where they're writing down their dreams, their fantasies, desires, Mm -hmm. things that they find online or in erotica that are really turning them on Mm -hmm. and having those kind of play on a highlights reel to get in touch with what you really like so that you can ultimately manage manifest it. Mm-hmm. Fuck yes. And that brings us back to sex magic. Mm-hmm. And so I was I was curious <laughs> to know more of what your practices are with sex magic or yeah. maybe one you could share. So actually it started out like as a complete uh, accident the first time I practiced Oops. sex magic. <laughs> yeah. I um I had an app that was like a uh, mindfulness timer that would give me a little affirmations throughout the day and I just happened to be masturbating in my mindfulness timer What did it say? You're doing great, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> just some silly positive affirmation right at the moment that I orgasmed. That's um, oh my god. You're to So now that's actually a way that I encourage people to start is masturbate as you normally would um, to whatever gets you off. And then just right at the end, throw in that thing that you want to manifest, affirmation, that mantra, because it can be hard to work from scratch and, you know, think about the big raise that I want or the big Mm -hmm. project that I want to create. And it's, it's hard to work your way up to that. So start little. And then as you continue to get to the peak, just add a little bit more of that desire, mm-hmm. that fantasy to the point where now I can envision like a course that I want to create in the future from start to finish. And that becomes the whole literal finish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I totally, I do the same thing. I, so I like set the intention before. So it's really clear what the thing I'm going to think about is, um, or manifest. And, and then I forget about it and use whatever turns me on. Cause like you yeah. said, it's like, I can't, I'm at the stage where I can't be thinking about the, the task list, you know, the whole time. Totally. Or um, and then I, same thing, like build it up. And, um, I have been doing it vocally while pumping. So it, I have to, awesome. yeah. So I have to like find the phrasing that's not gonna, that's gonna work and not yeah. like, you know, accidentally edge myself, but mm. actually come. <laughs> totally. But oh my gosh, I've never done that before. I'm totally going to try it. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. The voice yeah. and the sex are very connected. Really? Um, totally. Sorry, like the, the throat chakra and the sacral chakra like are divinely connected. So if you can add the voice to it, it's going to enhance your sex magic. Yeah, and really kind of um, putting it out into the universe in such mm-hmm. a tangible way. Yes. Yeah. I did a new moon ritual and I let for, I'm trying to manifest something. And I now in a little sachet, I have... Um, the wax from the candle that all mm. dripped and like solidified. And then I have the herbs and stuff. I'm going to take it to Joshua tree. And the night that we do sex magic, like bury it or something. Oh, like, oh my God. Could, I love that. If yeah. you do the sex magic by the fire, which I recommend, <laughs> you could put it in the fire after it'll be like a Phoenix. Oh, it's, it's yeah. really hot. And oh like, God. I have asked my man several times if we can do sex magic. He always says yes. And then I asked him recently and he was like, yeah, like, but just a reminder, you're going to have to be the one to take the lead. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm the witch. Like, he's not just going to surprise so, yeah, me. Yeah, I was going magic. to ask that. Like, is your partner, obviously, they're on board, but um, mm-hmm. is that something that they practice in their own life? Or how would you kind of invite your partner to that practice if they've never before? Yeah, well, I'm lucky that my partner is very open, open-minded, and he just wants me to be happy. <laughs> um, but it's a conversation, you know, for sure. And I don't know what he quote believes about it truly, but he's supportive through it. Totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's interesting for me because it's such a mental process to do vulnerable. sex magic. Yeah. yeah. And almost mm-hmm. to the point where I'm like, I wouldn't want to, and I've, I've done sex magic with partners that I trust, but I'm also like, I feel a little bad because I'm definitely ignoring you right now. Like this isn't really about <laughs> you and your needs. It's like me and my mantras. Yes. <laughs> but yes. if they're cool with that I mean some guys are just like feeling that goddess energy and they're like mm-hmm. use me like a toy like and then I can really get into my own head which I is think great. it makes it extra hot for both partners if you find a manifestation that you're both like excited about because then that idea for both of you is hot Totally. Yes. Okay. So I have experience with both. So I'll speak to my experience. Um, my man is a non-believer. He, for most of our time together, has called himself an atheist, but he's actually now just calling himself agnostic. Um, but but he um, he believes in me. So like the conversation <laughs> happened, and we started practicing sex magic together because even though he doesn't really believe in magic, he believed that like we could do this thing together and it would be an experience. He gets to have sex. So cool. I love it. (laughs) And um, we did what Leah said first. We worked on something that was a joint manifestation Mm -hmm. and it was a trip to Kauai. Mm-hmm. And almost to the day, six months later, we got a free trip to Kauai. <laughs> no way. That's that crazy. Amazing. And I actually figured it out on the plane ride there. I was looking, I was journaling on the plane ride and I looked back to the beginning of my journal and I was like, holy oh. shit, this is, so we wrote down our list of sex manifestations mm-hmm. and I went and I checked off Kauai because we oh, were on a plane God. ride there. 
That's amazing. That's seriously. um, Yeah. It's a testament to the power. When I started my sex magic practice, I didn't manifest a trip, but I was envisioning every day that I would have so many press opportunities knocking down my door that I wouldn't be able to keep up, like literally banging on the door and I would envision it. And emails started flooding in within the next couple of weeks that I actually had to get an assistant. I'm like, I was like, man, I should have actually put less power on this because now I can't keep up with it but it ended up working out fantastic good 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 it's like, <laughs> careful what you wish for moment yeah. yeah I actually once I um sex magic manifested I said I wanted a guy with a boat and I ended up um meeting a guy soon after but he had a sailboat and I don't know if you've been on a sailboat before but <laughs> they're so really weird. difficult like I wanted like a Kim Kardashian on a yacht with champagne vibe Which, and I got like skipper and like Titanic vibe no so I was like I need to be more specific like I want a yacht and yes. champagne where I do nothing I'm not your second mate oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no yeah so be He's careful like, the deck. yeah it's like the genie where like the Fuck. genie intentionally messes up your wish yeah. a little bit <laughs> that's hilarious damn it Hey witches, we're taking a quick break and it's Leah the Gemini speaking and you know, there's no hotter organ to me than the brain, (laughs) which is why it is so important that we take care of our mental health. We can't keep up our witty banter and our jokes and our topical jokes if we're not taking care of ourselves. This applies to all signs, by the way. (laughs) It does apply to all signs, and it applies to the sex magic that we've been talking about this episode. You know, a lot of sex magic starts with the mental aspect. So if you want some help with your mind, then you've got to check out our partner, BetterHelp. They are the most affordable and most established online form of therapy with actual licensed therapists available. You can access it wherever you are, whenever you are. I know that doesn't make sense, but it does. Um, and the extra cool thing is because you are a fan of this show, you get a little witchy discount. So if you want to get started with BetterHelp and do affordable private online counseling, you can enjoy 10% off your first month with the discount code BASICWITCHES. So go to betterhelp.com slash basicwitches or enter the code basicwitches at betterhelp.com to get that 10% off your first month. Now, ooh. Ooh, we better get back to this sexy episode. Well, here's a tip for all of us and for listeners. Um, if you do want to, if you do want to work with a partner, but you're manifesting different things. Um, recently, my partner and I did that, but the the core mantra could be the same. So the mm-hmm. core mantra was "Thank you, more please." which ended up yeah. being really hot because mm-hmm. he'd be like licking me and I'd be like, thank you more, please. That's oh, so hot. Yeah. That's and really then, hot. and then again, we said it vocally out loud when we finished. Um, yeah. But what I wanted my thank you more, please was like a specific job thing or something. And his was a thank you more, please travel thing or whatever. So they Amazing. could be, yeah, they could be, di- it was like abundance for each of us that mm-hmm. were different, but the mantra was the same. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. And it gives so much power and creativity in the moment. 
Right. Mm-hmm. So cool. And the more we're talking about it, I'm like, yeah, an orgasm is a sexual release. And when you're manifesting, you're literally releasing yeah. and trusting that it's coming. Yeah. It's been really cool for me too. I do a lot of sex magic around work manifestation. And mm-hmm. I feel like not only does it actually change the fabric of the universe, but even if you don't believe that at all, I think that it changes your neural pathways because I almost get like a Pavlovian response and pleasure to my work now like I've been orgasming to the thought of work so much that I almost get excited well I do get excited to see and actually work on it so I think it has like a neurological effect oh yeah and that's like a positive feedback loop then because it's going to feed what you set up like you created that Oh, and then you're just feeling good and that feeling good just like seeps into everything that you do yeah it just amplifies it and it keeps it on the top of your mind and Mm -hmm. just carves those pathways out Mm. (laughs) I love it sex magic it's so juicy it's really the perfect intersection of witchcraft and sexuality oh that reminds me have you read think and grow rich the classic I haven't but I've heard about it yeah yeah well um it's sort of you know it's Napoleon Hill it's like the first sort of self-help book and Mm. um it's like business work oriented but there's a whole section on sex, I mean, it doesn't say sex magic, but it calls it like sexual transmutation of energy. Yeah. And it's like, you should, it's basically teaching how to also focus like sexual energy into it. And that's that's amazing that it's in like such a classic book. Yeah. I think that book's from like the thirties. Yeah. And he obviously manifested like a very famous book deal. (laughs) That's true. It's still living. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. Um, I just had a question on it totally, but it was good. It'll come back to you. Oh, yeah. Can we fucking talk about how you're in the top 3% of OnlyFans? Oh, yeah. I <laughs> That's love OnlyFans. Okay, also, I literally didn't know this, Larray. I didn't know that. I don't know why I didn't see on your bio when I looked at when I look at slutty girl problems, but you talk about OnlyFans there, clearly. But I just made my OnlyFans today. Oh, my God. Look, Congratulations. Now I'm talking about it. <laughs> So it's official. So exciting. Um, oh my gosh. I love it so much. It's actually been a really great way for me to stay in tune with my sensuality during quarantine mm-hmm. because I used to love, you know, going out and flirting and having that kind of um, creative and sexually playful outlet. Um, and with that not being an option anymore, it's so fun to do virtually and to bring um, this kind of connection to people mm-hmm. that uh, are also feeling isolated and strange during these weird times. Mm. But yeah, congrats on being top 3%. <laughs> You're yeah. going to get there soon. I can feel oh, it. Thank you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> What's the secret? Oh, I, you know, it's multidimensional. Maybe sex magic is a piece, but I think that uh, for me, it's really about cultivating these personal connections with people on the platform. I actually do mini coaching on the platform, which is really cool. So many men come to me that have questions about sex life and kinks and bringing the spark back into their relationship. So to have that as an option on there is really fun and to get to chat with people about their sexuality in general. I have a question because I just had an intuition that this was the same for you. Did you always for a long time think I'm here to help women? And then you had this moment where you were like, oh, fuck, I'm also here to really help men and all with sexuality because I've had that. Absolutely. I think for a long time, it's been um, 
scary for me to work with men. And I've definitely went before I had my OnlyFans, I just had my coaching program open to everyone. And I definitely would get well-intentioned calls, but of a lot of men that like had crushes on me and were coming to me as a coach more because they felt um, a romantic connection versus actually wanting my help. Um, And it's been challenging to navigate those waters and set those boundaries because it's so common for people to get crushes on their teachers and therapists and coaches. Um, But OnlyFans has been a cool place where I can set those boundaries in a really defined way without Mm -hmm. trying to welcome them into a whole coaching program where, you know, we're jumping on weekly calls and having this more in-depth, like, you know, boxer chats back and forth. It's like in this space, in this time for these questions, Um, Mm -hmm. it's been helpful. So you've been mini coaching within that world. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. I feel like you're like a sex spy. <laughs> like on the other side, like checking it out. I like that. I mean, men don't have a lot of resources on or, how to tap in to their sexuality or places to talk about it. I've I've been loving like seeing my partner's journey. So I I have a partner who's a man. He's my primary partner. We have a lover who's a woman. We're open. I'm queer. Like he's flexible. Um, and it's been a really amazing because I've been able to be that person that he talks to about sexuality, but I've Mm. seen the journey of him, like starting to find a way to bring it up in conversations with other men. Mm. And it's like, they don't like men did not grow up talking about the emotional and like physical side of sex, like, Mm. or the emotional and mental side of it more so. Um, Absolutely. And it's almost viewed as like a feminine issue to even be thinking about sex in that way or to Mm -hmm. be striving for connection. Um, But one of my most popular things on OnlyFans, aside from like the mini coaching, is uh, having like a, I have a text package where, um, you know, we're sending good morning texts and good night texts. They're texting me their favorite playlists and songs. And it's cool because so many people do just want that everyday connection Mm -hmm. and to feel like they have a safe space to talk about their day with somebody that won't judge them Mm -hmm. and um you know no hate on relationships but there's definitely a lot of relationships where you can open up about your day or something that's going wrong and your partner doesn't receive it well and isn't there for you and supportive and we're human we're all going through our own shit and we can't always be there for our partners and to have a place where people can kind of go that's non-judgmental and Mm -hmm. if they're having a bad day it's not going to wreck the relationship their partner is not going to look down on them in any way can be a big relief. And ultimately I encourage those people to get more comfortable bringing that into their relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, not, you know, necessarily always relying on an outside right. service, but um, yeah. You're like training wheels. Yeah, their exactly. Sex talk. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. 100%. And getting them comfortable. Yeah. And just and, being open and themselves. Mm-hmm. And like, again, you standing in your truth and giving people quote permission Mm -hmm. to like stand in their own that's so cool totally um somebody on OnlyFans had even said that I helped them explore their gender identity which isn't something that I personally have explored with myself because I feel very firmly rooted female but I was like that's amazing I'm all connected for you yeah Mm -hmm. totally it's like when you get to know yourself on one level 
goes to all of the other levels. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even when I've learned how to set boundaries better with um, my sexuality and advocate for myself sexually, it's helped me with work, with my relationship with friends, with family. It really translates out into every single aspect of your life. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's often the root of not just so much trauma, but learning how to advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. which will then affect all areas of your life absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. do you have scorpio in your chart i do i'm a scorpio moon oh beautiful <laughs> i have a lot of fire signs i'm like a sagittarius rising and i'm an aries so oh, oh my gosh hot. yeah what are you guys hot and steamy um i'm a double scorpio and then my my moon is aries oh my god amazing i'm a gemini cancer cusp uh Pisces moon Capricorn rising oh my gosh powerful bitches I love it (laughs) and then we just learned about our human design a few episodes ago have you ever heard of that dove into that I'm fascinated (sighs) by it okay the episode Yeah. yeah I highly recommend looking up your 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 design first which it's similar to a, a birth chart. You need the same info to get it. And then listen to the episode because okay. then you'll learn about what your type is. Oh my God. Yeah, because he touched on all of it. Mm. Is it similar to Enneagram or different? Different. I would say it's more of like overlapping astrology with like another similar system. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. Man, but, I'm so excited. Yeah. But our Leah and my human design type like work well together too. <laughs> That's so cool. And Leah and Rachel... In the, the Bible. Bible. Yeah. They were like the horde out sisters of Jacob or whatever. That's I don't us. know. <laughs> I read it once. I was oh always, gosh, I love it. <laughs> I was always pissed at religion, like, because I grew up in a super Catholic <laughs> household too. And um, so I was like, Neh. as a little yeah. kid, I was like, I'm going to go look up where my Bible name came from. And then I read about like, I'm like 10 and I'm reading oh. about this man who like, one of us couldn't get pregnant, so he had the sister come get fucked, and it was wow. like, wow, Leah and Rachel. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, that reminds, like, I love when kind of these divine whore, yes. like, goddess energies come in. I actually, I had this really um, deep meditative experience when I was starting my OnlyFans. I think I was, like, just launching it. I don't even know if I had yet, and I... I envision I had this vision of like all of these ancient witches around me that were like chanting to me to like follow it and go for it Mm. and one of them stepped forward and she was like fiery red and had bright red hair that was just cascading down and I could tell that she was like a Nordic Norse goddess of some kind and like Mm. I was crying and it was so emotional and she was like just telling me that it was truly my path and then later I looked her up and I just typed in like Norse goddess and a few other identifying things that I could remember about her and she was Freya which is like the goddess of whores basically like who was known to make money from men and her sexuality and Uh help people transform themselves through sex and I was like how perfect is that like it's amazing what actually comes through and that it ends up being so perfectly aligned dude Mm -hmm. you don't even know we're we're having a synchronicity with you right now Our jaws both dropped. Yeah, when you said Freya. We were just talking about Yeah, have you had an experience with her also? Oh, just a couple minutes before we talked to you, we did. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's Mm -hmm. wild. What had happened? Named her cat Freya, not even knowing that like Freya was a goddess of cats. Yeah. Yeah. Rode in on a a chariot on fire. And then we were just talking all about Freya and then 
you just unbelievable at the same time like a day after I had done that meditation um one of my best friends was launching her patreon and sent me a picture of her oracle cards and I hadn't even told her about this experience and she was like I just pulled Freya like what a bad bitch and I was like shut (gasps) up (laughs) it's the synchronicity do you feel like you have guides or who are your goddesses I do. I think that that one really came forward for me Um, a long time ago. I also did some like past life regression work and have uh, a past version of me that's like Celtic that comes through a lot. Um, And those I think are the two main energies that I work with, but something that I am exploring and expanding more and deepening. I've also been doing a lot of meditations where I'm like astral projecting Mm -hmm. and getting out into the universe and feeling those energies which hasn't brought me like a ton of new awakenings per se, not in that same kind of way, but just feeling like there's this divine purpose and space Mm. and expansiveness. Um, And every once in a while, some messages come in that are just what I needed to hear at the right time. Mm. I love that. That's (laughs) beautiful. Really cool. So what's your um, OnlyFans handle so people can find you? Yeah, it's at Larejo and I'm at Larejo everywhere. Twitter, Instagram is my main one. So I have um, larejo.com as well. And I have a free sex magic ebook that anyone can go download. That is so much fun. (laughs) That's hot. Um, Well, I'm bringing the goddess into my, my whole OnlyFans vision has it's been there for a long time, but I was struggling with the coming out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, once I saw that you today had so many similarities with me with coaching and being on OnlyFans and yeah. doing the work you do, I was like, I was like, yeah, this is I can it was affirming because I had just told my partner earlier in the day, like, I'm not going to be ashamed that I do coach people. I'm kind of, you know, a form of a healer and I'm a sexual being who's been sexually assaulted and the public knows about it. And I also want to be sexually empowered and do this work. And it's just like, all those things can coexist and Mm -hmm. I'm bringing the goddess into it. This has always been my idea to do like, like a sensual self-care and um, goddessy like practices on video. Um, and I'm like, I'm going for it. And my handle is good ass goddess. Oh my God. I love it. That's amazing. And you know, I really resonate with what you said about all of that shame bubbling up because even me who's been doing this for like almost 10 years and has really worked through a lot of shame and coming out, even when I started on OnlyFans, it was a new layer of shame that I had to peel back because it's claiming sexuality in a way that I wasn't used to so publicly. Um, Mm -hmm. I had done different types of sex work in the past and camming, but it was under a different name. So having it all to my name, um, I had to go through it again and say, I'm allowed to be sexual and claim this and enjoy it. Like there's almost this view of like you can have sex but you can't enjoy it and make money from it um and reprogramming that and sitting with it and saying well where does that come from and that's not necessarily the same places as some of our other sexual shame um and even with like the laws and sesta fosta and platforms being against us it's I I would get the sensation of like, well, if the laws are against me and the platforms are against me, like, what does that mean about me? And it doesn't, it means something Mm -hmm. about all the systems that are broken. Mm -hmm. Uh Yep. So well said. Yeah. Those laws don't just exist out of nowhere. Man made law. 
Absolutely. And Uh I think it's so important when we're kind of navigating this space to stick together and affirm Uh each other and build these communities. Um, I actually created a free Discord community for OnlyFans creators. Anyone can join. Yeah. And it's I'm joining. (laughs) Totally. We share like shout outs for shout outs and marketing tips and conversation tips because even getting your foot in the door to start this can be so scary. And daunting too. Yeah. Especially with famous people on there it's like yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely (laughs) daunting um I was gonna say something about when you said man made the laws oh yeah because it's like let's back up a second ladies why did man make the laws because they were fucking terrified of witches who were sexually empowered women like that's when this started you know like absolutely we've been trying to to the grip our power down the same way they're terrified of people of color and us all like equality in general because they feel it's a threat Mm -hmm. it really is I think that um you know way back with like the Salem witch trials and even earlier it was really not only about controlling women but afraid of the power and I think that they know Mm -hmm. how much power there is and there's been you know rumblings of how um women but anyone who's tapping into their feminine energy because of course feminine energy isn't just women but um, as you're tapping into it, the power that comes and your ability to literally mold and craft reality in the universe, Uh they would much rather keep it in a box for nobody to access and to be afraid of and to resent and fear ourselves Uh and for us to overthrow the system. And then they try to take the power with abusive forms and manipulation. And it's like, no, I love it. Like OnlyFans is a way to take your power back and say, I, I'm in ownership and control of me and my sensuality. And I decide how much you pay for it. Right. I love it. Right. Totally. Give me your money. This, like they've been exploiting women sexually in media, in billboards, oh in, on TV, yeah. everywhere. So it's like, uh-huh. how is this any different now? I'm just like, you're reclaiming yeah. your own body. And totally. And for me to be able to play with it in a way that's my expression. And like, of course I want stuff to also be visually appealing but I'm like what's sexy to me like what turns me on and it's not always you know what is super exciting to consume you know but or not that my content's not exciting but I get experimental where I'm like let me play with different angles and stories and just like playfulness that's a little bit outside the box Okay, we're like of this. We share a past life. We're weird. Like, <laughs> I love is, it. I'm makes so much sense. feeling the synergy. I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. The fact that you're in Philly too is like whoa. Yeah, yeah. and New York. Crazy. <laughs> so so <cool>. exciting. <laughs> Have you ever gotten your cards read or gone to a psychic? All the time. Really? Yeah. I love getting it done. I love doing my own cards. I've definitely been, I've been to like some bad psychics that I, well, one in particular mm. that told me that, you know, I had a dark energy where I needed to pay a hundred dollars to, oh, no. I don't know, but, um, you know, I've had my cards read. I'll take so. my dark energy elsewhere. Yeah, but. <laughs> exactly. but, um, it can be a transformative experience to get your cards read. I love it so much. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's about to happen. Yeah. It's time to read your cards, Larray. Awesome. Um, I know that we have to pull an accessory card for you from this oh. deck because it's so hot. This oh my is, God, this is so cool. This deck is called The Revolution of Self-Reverence oh by Angel Phoenix. God. Fuck former, yeah. Former guest. Great episode. Um, oh yeah. Definitely send me the link to those cards. Those are amazing. Yeah. And then this is, we'll pull your main question from Iris. Wait. 
We have Iris Deck by Mary Elizabeth Evans. Beautiful. Are these tarot or oracle cards? Oracle. Awesome. Yeah. Um, So while we shuffle, can we talk about what you might want to ask the cards? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's a great question. You can workshop it. It can be general or specific. Yeah. I've been kind of feeling like I'm in a transitory period with my career. I've been coaching for a while, but I'm starting to dip my toes into creating podcasts and Mm -hmm. specifically a workshop. And I know that fear has just been nagging at me, you know, the fear of starting a new project and failing. Mm -hmm. And is it all going to be worth it and work out? And of course, I've been doing my mom mantras and meditations and connections but Mm -hmm. it's been a tough one to uh, Mm -hmm. do something that is is a brand new path for me yeah (laughs) I'm so familiar with you (laughs) (laughs) that's exciting though okay let's inhale Mm. what'd you see okay, I felt like I was in like an Italian river like very Italian city and um there was a lantern that was the big image it was just black and then there was a big lantern oh okay I don't know like maybe find the light in the darkness of walking mm. on those like tricky cobblestones and like I also oh. love Italy it's just like such an inspiring country for me no it's what I saw Okay. I just heard, I'm not worried about her. (laughs) That was just from me to you. (laughs) Okay. Ooh. Ooh. 60. No bull. Wait. Oh, the shape of like that. Wait. Sorry. The the mirror effect is so confusing (laughs) on Zoom. Um, You got Angel's Army. Oh my gosh. I love it. From the symbolic deck and no bull from Iris deck. Oh, cool. They're beautiful cards. And this shape is really similar of the bow and the horns. It really is. That's so cool. Let's see what this says. Okay, so also, yeah, like Angel's Army, and it's a Cupid. It's like a Cupid angel, so it's like sensuality. Love, sensuality, and that you're supported. I mean, I'm definitely feeling the good vibes from both of the cards. Yes. One feels particularly powerful. Like, Mm. yeah. I like Noble. All right, let's see what this says. Mm -hmm. Noble, this card wants to confront you with those little white lies you might feed yourself or accept from other people. Wow. It's time to get rid of all that bull. This card is as stubborn as it gets. And if you don't look at these little falsehoods right now and try to move around this card, um, it's not moving. Oh my God. I feel that so much because I think despite my best efforts, I've been saying like, you're, you don't have it in you. And like, I've been so caught in my negative self-talk, but it is bullshit. bullshit. It's bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah, it's time to break up with more of your mm-hmm. bullshit, more layers yeah. of it. More layers and of it. you have an army, an angel's army protecting mm-hmm. you and looking out for you. Oh, it speaks to me so much. Yeah. Absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. yeah. I've definitely been, it's, it's so strange because even when you do a ton of self work and even when you teach it, you know, often we teach what we most need to learn ourselves. Oh, 100%. And 100%. And I feel like it's when you get to, you know, grow one layer, you just kind of realize what's next to come and you can build the business of your dreams. And then you realize that there's another business and that one is just as scary as starting the first one. Uh-huh. Damn, <laughs> that carrot's always moving. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. And not that you're not happy in the moment, but yeah. as you keep reaching, you know, you never know where you're going to yeah. land and grip, but got to keep yeah. going. And that's growth. I mean, you're going to have pain and, mm-hmm. and fear when you're growing. Yeah. But you are supported. Like these cards are saying like, oh, yeah. fuck the bullshit. You are supported yeah. in the path you're going on. I love it. Yeah. So thank you. That was so yeah. touching yes. and supportive for me. Yes. <laughs> fuck Good. yeah. Yeah, cut that bullshit. I love it. So um, let's plug again where people can find you. Absolutely. You can go to at Jo all over social media, especially Instagram. I'm very active there. And at slutty GRL probs, also especially on Instagram. And you can go to lorejo.com to get my free ebook. Oh, awesome sex magic ebook right yes. and That's if you're so on cool. OnlyFans you can come join the discord channel and really feel that Freya goddess energy yes. and connect with other babe creators and I'll be in there you guys so you'll be with both of us <laughs> <laughs> and in closing a basic blessing from each of us this is something we're grateful for today I love it I'll go first I'm so grateful to you, Larray, for setting an example. Because I feel like I set an example for people, but then you're that next step for me. Like we were talking about that next, oh, it's scary. I'm like, oh, I, I just talked about it right here because you made me feel comfortable mm-hmm. to talk about it. So thank you for um, inspiring my little coming out. Yay. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I I am really grateful for the listeners, not just for being here and listening, but I feel like your listeners are already on a path to their own awakenings and shares. And I feel so firm that we all have magic in us and that it's almost our responsibility and our duty to let it shine and bring it to the world. And a lot of gratitude for them being on that path and facing their own fears so that they can do that. Oh, so beautiful. Beautiful. Um, well, talking to you, Lorraine, reminds me of when I followed you in college, when I was going through my own slutty girl pubs. And so today I'm grateful for all of the growth that I have done in the past 10 years since being at college. Like, yeah. So I'm grateful for myself for Powerful. fucking doing the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. It's so worth it. And I remember when I got started with the work, how exciting but challenging and nervous it is. And grateful to have a resource like this to call on and build that community of people doing it too. Same. (laughs) (laughs) This has been amazing. Thank you. This has been incredible. I love it. (laughs) I feel like we have this soul bond and I'm excited to get to know you guys more too. And you know what I realized at the last second? Lorraine, your name is Lorraine, and my name is Rachel La Horace. So I have your name in a in bits and pieces Whoa, of my name. Oh, cool. I'm like, wow. were we in a past life? Like, yeah. <laughs> seriously, it's totally possible. I agree. <laughs> 
Witches, this show is made possible by listeners like you who contribute on our Patreon. If you want to join the Basic Witches Coven, become a patron. And as a thank you for your support, we'll give you all kinds of witchy goodness, like card readings and custom art. We'll see you in the coven. Hexo, hexo. Basic Witches.